What is going on, Laker fans? Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go until 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, we got a good show lined up tonight, Laker fans. Max Kellerman taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for ESPN's The Undefeated. In the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors. Plus, he was at the uh, Hall of Fame, so we'll get a chance to connect with him on that. Um, looking forward to the show. Let, let me start off with this. I was listening to uh, Sedano, LZ, and Cap a little bit and getting a chance. I was going to do this a little bit later, but it's all right. We'll, we'll start off the conversation with this. So when I hear that you know the Clippers are dodging the Lakers or teams in the Western Conference are dodging the Lakers, um, I, l- listen, we, we all kind of watched the way this entire season unfolded. We all got a chance to see the ups and downs of the Lakers, and we're all kind of rooting for just get out of the regular season. Can you just get to the playoffs healthy? You know, ideally before the season started, what was the thoughts and the expectations? The expectations were, okay, Lakers are going to be favorites to go back-to-back. A lot has changed since the season started on December 22nd. A lot has changed. Whether it's other teams making acquisitions like James Harden obviously going to the uh, to the Brooklyn Nets, whether it's the injuries, whether it's the health and safety protocols, so much has changed since the season started. So what we started saying over the course of the last 60 days, 90 days, we just kept saying the only thing that matters is if our, if the Lakers are healthy. Just be healthy by the time the playoffs start. And that's been a question mark. It's been a question mark all season long. The one thing I will tell you, um, doing the pre and post on Saturday and on Sunday, I actually got a chance to name off every player on the roster, and it wasn't a part of the injury report, right? I, I got a chance to, okay, here's AD's stat line. This is what LeBron James did tonight. This is what we're expecting from Alex Caruso. Even Jared Dudley was a part of the lineup yesterday. So this hoping and praying and wishing that the Lakers just get to the postseason healthy, um, so far so good. By the way, we'll have to say we'll wait till Wednesday as well. And, you know, the LeBron tweaked ankle again yesterday. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So if you're the rest of the NBA and you see this Los Angeles Lakers team finally healthy, why the hell would you want to play the Lakers in the first or the second round? Why? I mean, I, I just kind of look at this, and, you know, there's a common sense portion to this. Of course everyone's trying to get the hell out of the way of the Lakers. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I, even me as a diehard Laker fan was saying that I'd prefer, prefer not playing the Clippers in the first round. I was doing this last week on Lakers Talk. I know I'm going to get some Laker fans are going to say, Alan, why are you trying to dodge the Clippers? No, no, no. It's not about dodging anybody. It's can the Lakers get some kind of a ramp up? Can they get a round or two in them or just get one round under their belt before they go start facing the elite competition? By the way, you know, now the route that the Lakers got to take because they're number seven and you're going to have to play Steph Curry in this uh, playing game, playing tournament. Okay, you win that, and then you get Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I'm not saying that the route is. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road to a championship, uh, even though I think that it's a very favorable route that the Lakers have of what it could have been. But I, I, I don't. You know, there's a reason why Denver got blown out by Portland yesterday. It's because Denver doesn't want to play the Lakers in the first round. Um, yes, it's obvious that the Clippers, who lost to the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder in their final two games, two of the worst teams in the NBA, 
yes, it's obvious they were trying to stay out of the same bracket of the Lakers. I'm not saying that you know teams should be going out there and trying to lose, but I also get teams trying to do whatever they can to say, can we not face the freaking Lakers in the first round? And if we could avoid them in the second round, why not? I get it. I understand it. I mean, if you're if you're the Golden State, not as big of a deal. Warriors are going to face the Lakers this upcoming uh, Wednesday. And when I say it's not as big of a deal that the Lakers are playing the Warriors, Warriors know they're not expected to win. Um, you know, the Lakers are obviously going to be the heavy favorites. Look at the size advantage that the Lakers have. They got nothing to lose on Wednesday. It, the Lakers are the only ones with something to lose. The story coming out of Wednesday, the only storyline that will come out, uh, if the Lakers win, it's not a story. It's expected. If the Warriors won, that would be a storyline. But coming into that game on Wednesday, the Warriors probably know deep down, and most Warrior fans, Warrior fans know out there, okay, if we lose this game, which we're going to be expected to lose on Wednesday, we still got another shot up at, um, up at Chase, uh, Chase Center, and they'll get a chance against the Spurs or Memphis. They win that game, then they'll go play the Utah Jazz in the first round. But if you're a team like the Phoenix Suns, you cannot be sitting here. And I heard Chris Paul um, with, I think it was Charles Barkley on TNT, basically say, look, we're not going to dodge anybody. Uh, and I respect that. But you know in the back of their minds they're saying, can we please not get the Lakers in the first round? Mike Malone yesterday going, <laughs> this was kind of funny. I'm doing the pregame show with Michael Dobson yesterday. Mike Malone in the pregame show um, or in his pregame uh, interview, I was reading off a tweet about how He's going to play everybody. That they're just going to, you know, let the game play out. And then by the time the first quarter was done, they were down 20. Um everybody was trying to avoid the Lakers. And I don't blame them. Lakers are the team to beat in the Western Conference. I don't care what seed they are. It doesn't matter what seed they are. And everybody knows that around the NBA. The Lakers are not the 7th seed because they're the 7th best team in the Western Conference. It's the circumstances. The circumstances uh, were obviously not advantageous to the Lakers this season because of all the injuries, but no excuses. This is part of the game. Um, the health and safety protocols affected everybody. The compressed schedule uh, affected everybody. For the Lakers, Lakers, it was even worse because you had only 70-plus uh, days off before you started off a completely new season. You have LeBron James that's walking into his 18th or about to finish his 18th season in the NBA, just finished his 18th season. Um, you had predicaments that happened that were unfortunate, but that's just part of the NBA. So with all that being said, I will um, I get the you know the Clippers trying to dodge the Lakers. I get that uh, you know I, actually I don't really truly understand it when I don't find much of a conversation between the Lakers and the Clippers because there isn't much of a conversation there. Clippers got a good team, and if they face the Lakers, they're going to have to get to the furthest they've ever been, which would be the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, the Lakers have to take care of business as well. But I'm not mad at any team that was trying to avoid the Lakers. Look at this Lakers team, and they're a number 7 seed. Come on now. Uh, you know, Phoenix... If the Phoenix Suns pull the Lakers to six games when the Lakers take care of the Warriors on uh, on Wednesday, I'd be shocked. I'd be telling you, what a freaking season for the Phoenix Suns. That's that's the difference between the Lakers and a lot of, the, a lot of these other teams in the Western Conference. So I'm not mad at teams trying to duck and dive because um, if you want to have a shot, you better face the Lakers a little bit further uh, further down the road. Quick shout out here.
Thank you to Harris Resort um, for Harris Resort SoCal for being a partner here on Lakers Talk. Pack your victory dance. Go all in at fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. Probably 110 miles away from downtown L.A. Uh, what a great place to take off, resort. Um, they got these trifecta of pools, obviously, from a gaming perspective. But just a resort. You don't have to get on a plane. You can get away. Go to HarrisSoCal.com. So all your uh, information right there. Um, okay, Lake fans, I, I want to throw this at you here. What do you think happens on Wednesday? What are your predictions for this upcoming Wednesday? Okay, how about on top of that? What are your expectations this Wednesday, Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors? I want to give mine real quick, and now I'll take some phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Um, look, I, I know this is, a, this is a fun storyline. I know ESPN and Fox and every other of these sports networks, they're going to milk this matchup as they should. It's Steph Curry, it's Draymond Green, two guys that have won multiple championships. It's LeBron freaking James, Anthony Davis, the Lakers franchise, uh, two prestigious franchises. Certainly you could talk about the Warriors in the uh, uh, over the course of the last five, six years or so. There is a great storyline to what's coming up on Wednesday. But Lake fans, I got to be honest, and you know, hopefully... You guys take me on my word of this. I don't just say this just to say it. This should not be a game. It just shouldn't. I love the hype that it's going to get. I love the storyline it's going to get. all Full day today, Lakers-Warriors. Imagine what's going to happen tomorrow. Imagine the hype uh, leading up to 7 o'clock on Wednesday, tip-off at Staples Center. The expectations um, for the Lakers and the actual, just look at the two teams, this should not be a game. I, I tip my hat to what Steph Curry has done all season long, what the Warriors have done, of course, without Klay Thompson. They're trying to figure out life after those championships. And they have a team that's scratching and clawing to make some noise. I know anything can happen in one uh, in one game, and I get the hype behind what Steph Curry is doing. Um, but I hate to take the thunder out of this matchup in this showdown. I really do. The Warriors are not in the same class as the Lakers. They're just not. If you're going to run the table and end up going back-to-back, you take care of the Warriors this upcoming Wednesday, and you do it in a in a comfortable way. I'm not saying you're going to win by 25, but what I'm saying is you're finally healthy. You finally have everybody back. You have no excuses, and you just got to handle business. When we come back, I want to hear from Laker fans. Give me your thoughts. Give me your predictions. What do you think happens on Wednesday, 877-710-ESPN? Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I mean, Mario just gets me hyped up with these promos here. What's today, Monday? We got to wait till Wednesday to walk across the street to Staples Center? I'm ready to go. How uh, how exciting these last couple of days have been. Funny thing is, 
the two Laker games that they had, the Pacers and the Pelicans, I mean, it was kind of like, all right, nobody's playing for the Pacers, nobody's playing for the Pelicans, but you got a chance to see the Lakers, you know, full squad again. That's number one. And number two, it was all the other games that were so important. I mean, even up to yesterday, by halftime, we're still trying to figure out who's going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Are the Lakers going to be in the playing tournament? I guess we knew by halftime with the Blazers and the Denver Nuggets, but uh, what a fantastic, fantastic time in the NBA. What an exciting, exciting time. And I know it's not ideal that the Lakers are in this playing tournament, but you know what is what it is. All we've been talking about for the last 90 days is about just Lakers being healthy going into the postseason, and it looks like they're there. Um, you know, unless we hear anything other, you know, anything new on LeBron's ankle, who, by the way, how the hell did that happen? Guy retweaks the same ankle in that game against the uh, Pelicans. Yes, it's like, of course. I was telling Travis, Travis and I now doing 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., so we started that this morning, and I'm telling Travis, I'm like, are you kidding me? Does that really happen in that game? Um, you know, obviously we'll see how things play out. Uh, he said yesterday that he's going to be fine. Coach said that he'll be fine, so we'll, we'll take his word for it here. Um, this is uh, the question I threw out to Laker fans. So we got this game coming up on Wednesday, 7 o'clock tip-off. Lakers taking on the Golden State War. You're telling me ESPN's not sitting back right now as uh, giddy and excited about the amount of viewership and people that are going to be interested in this game, it, it it sounds like a big, big game. I just don't think it's going to be. I think that, you know, my expectations for the Lakers is go freaking out there on Wednesday. Go handle business. This is no more um, no more screwing around, no more excuses, no more of the – and I'm not even saying excuses, making excuses for the team, but we've been saying just wait for the healthy let's, or let's just wait for the postseason, let's be healthy. That Warriors team, I, I keep hearing it today. I heard it all day long about how this is going to be a great game. Watch out, this and that. Why? Why should it be a great game? Um, can anything happen in one game? Absolutely. But I expect the Lakers team that is expected to go back-to-back, at least represent the Western Conference. We'll see what happens if they take on a team. Um, you know, Obviously, if we take off a team like the Brooklyn Nets or something along those lines, why would this be a game? I mean, just look up and down this Lakers lineup. Tell me where the holes are. Why should this be a game? And if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy and, and the foundation is obviously there, and then you add Montrez and Dennis Schroeder and... Uh, Andre Drummond and Kuzma and Cruz. I go down the list for five minutes naming off all the different weapons that the Lakers have. I might, might might be on my own on this one. The hype sounds good. The game should not be as good as the hype. 877-710-ESPN. What's your expectations for this upcoming Wednesday? Appreciate everybody calling in, by the way. Let's start off with Daniel in Torrance. Thank you for calling in to Lakers Talk, bud. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Um, first time caller here, but uh, I love I love the show, and uh, I just have one kind of critical point. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know Steph is a crazy shooter, and uh, if we potentially see the Nets in the finals, you know how are they going to stop Steph? Like, can they guard him? You know, he, he's going to pull it from half court. So I, I just really want to see how they play Steph to see how we can solve the James Harden problem down the road. The uh, the example of using Steph, and, and you might have you know similar type of shooters. Well, I'll tell you this, and I appreciate you calling in. They're so different, right? Like the, the Golden State Warriors are a nice story this year. They're a nice story. I mean, what they've done, and you know, I, I get the, the honor, honestly, of doing the pregame show with Michael Thompson. 
Um, Clay Thompson is one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. When that dude comes back and the Warriors, they have some pieces here, whether it's Wiggins or Wiseman, or they could, you know, maybe make some moves this offseason and get a healthy Clay Thompson back. That could be a problem in a year. But I just don't think at this moment that team and that roster, as great as Steph Curry has been, Curry's averaging like 32 points a game. He's going to win the scoring title. He had 46 yesterday. But there's certain teams you could do certain things against. And there's other teams that you don't understand how to play defense and how to communicate and how to take out a player. Um, Warriors got to play perfect basketball on Wednesday. Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. I'm not telling you that it can't. I just don't expect it to. Uh, let me uh, let me grab a couple more calls here. Stephen Corona. Steve, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call, Alan. Here's the thing. I keep hearing a lot of people saying, well, Steph Curry could go off for 50. That's true. But Anthony Davis and LeBron James could combine for 60, which cancels that 50 out if it happens. Another thing is I like our coaching matchup with Frank Vogel against Steve Kerr. I think we could hold our own there. The difference is that Martin Luther King Day game where the Warriors came back on them, that's not going to happen again. I also firmly believe that our supporting cast around our stars is much better than supporting cast around Steph Curry for the Warriors. Thanks so, for taking my call. So I'm not crazy, Steve? I don't think I'm crazy. I appreciate you calling in, Steve. Um, you know, that game, uh, there was a game earlier this year at Staples Center. Lakers were up 16 at the half. They were up 14 in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. Warriors came all the way back. They won that game. Regular season, uh, the Lakers, and it's not just the Lakers. There's a lot of championship teams that in the regular season, they kind of just go through the motions to get to the postseason, and I don't blame them, right? Like that's uh, that's common. And there was a lot of times this year, 72 games, uh, there were plenty of games I would do the postgame show. And say, yeah, the Lakers just weren't interested. They'll be interested on Wednesday. They'll be interested from this point on. We even had games in the postseason yesterday in the bubble. Uh, last season, not yesterday, last season, where there were times where we'd walk away and say, man, Lakers, what happened? It's like they come out and they, they, uh, they demolish a team one game and then the next game it's close. Um, that can happen over the course of a seven-game set or whatever the case is, but that's why I think this plane is, is going to be incredibly exciting because – you kind of got to, you know, you, you can't screw around. You just can't. There is no margin for error. You got to come out by the end of the first quarter. Lakers should be up seven, eight points. You know, they got to kind of send that message early. Um, JP and Pico Rivera. JP, what's your expectations going into this game on Wednesday? Well, I expect uh, Steph Curry to play good, but he's going to have to earn all his points because um, I know Vogel's great defensive mind. He's going to have a game plan. They don't have the depth that the Lakers do. So I expect this to not be like a, a cakewalk, but it's, I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for the Lakers. And I also have one comment on the ducking of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the teams that were ducking the Lakers made a huge mistake. I think that if anything, if they're going to face them in the second round or the final, the conference finals, they should face them right away while the Lakers are still kind of getting their chemistry back together because early in the season when they were all healthy – they were a machine. They were a well-oiled machine, and I don't think you're going to want to face them after they, they beat up on a few opponents. You know what I mean? They should have got them early. Um, I think that was a big mistake ducking them. J- JP, appreciate you calling in. And uh, By the way, that's a fit. Listen, if there's anybody that can make a case or make a point why you should not um, – this is actually a good question. I'm going to ask Max Kellerman. Kellerman's coming up here in just a little bit. Um, if there's anybody – if there's any case that you can make about – wanting to play the Lakers early, 
Travis has made this point as well. The further the Lakers get into the playoffs, the confidence builds, the momentum builds, the role players uh, become more comfortable. The Lakers will only become more dangerous the further in the playoffs that they go. But with all that being said, um, I still understand. I mean, if you had Denver yesterday, there's certain teams, it's a no-brainer if you can avoid the Lakers. Look at Denver right now. Denver gets Portland in the first round. That's a toss-up series. And without Jamal Murray, that's a toss-up series. And I'm sure Portland's feeling pretty damn good that they get Denver. Um, yes, they'd have to face the Lakers in the second round if Lakers take care of business, beat the war or beat uh, yeah the Warriors, beat the Phoenix Suns. But I, I'm I'm still gonna I, I get certain teams saying we don't want to play the Lakers right now. Now, if you want to make the case and say for the Clippers it was more advantageous for them to get them right out the gate, you could make that case. But I don't even, I don't even think the Clippers wanted to take that chance. Um, okay, a few more phone calls here. Let's go to Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what is going on, man? I appreciate you calling in. Oh, Sleestack, man. I'm going to give you and T-Raj a pass for big-timing me on your maiden voyage today. It's all good. There I'm is, still going to call you guys tomorrow There is, there anyway. is no big-timing. We're on Monday through Friday. You call anytime. Call anytime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm with uh, you and these other guys. I mean, come on, man. Like, seriously, like, does anybody really believe that these teams weren't ducking the Lakers. Of course they were. <laughs> but... And then second off, I mean, like I said, man, I've I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. It's back-to-back or bust for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and the only thing that's going to bust them is health. They've been playing possum, man. I'm telling you, Slee. They're gonna, it's going to be probably – I'll say nine-point victory tomorrow, okay? You're going to be flirting with double digits all game, and then, you know, Steph will hit some three from, like, half court to cut it down to nine. Man, all right? Man, well, Green's going to be a non-factor. Manuel, let me tell you this. And, uh, let, me go, let, me go, let me go a step further. You say nine, I say ten. And I'm not – listen, I'm not saying it because I get it. I'm here. I do a Lakers talk show, um, but I could still be honest, and the honest truth is – if you're going to go back to back this year and you got the Golden State Warriors, the Warriors are an actual eight seed. The Lakers are not an actual seven seed. That's just the circumstances, right? Warriors. So with that with, with that being said, man, well, I don't expect anything other than the Lakers handling business and in the fourth quarter, we're all kicking back, sipping on a drink and enjoying the uh the, the end of the game. Amen. Amen. The Warriors are a shell of their former selves. That dynasty boat has sailed like the love boat, my man, <laughs> and it ain't coming back. I appreciate you calling in, Manuel. Um, well, I will tell you this, in a year from now, get Clay Thompson back, make a couple tweaks. They could be right back in the mix of the Western Conference. They're just, uh, you know, obviously not there yet. And, you know, for them, unfortunately, it has been because of the Clay Thompson factor. That's a big, big factor of their success or their lack of success. All right, I got I to squeeze in a, these last couple of calls here because uh, Max Kellerman is coming up next, and... Uh, uh, Max and I, I, I haven't caught up with Max in a while, and I got a lot of questions I want to hit him with. Albert in Hayward, California. Thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on? Hey, uh, well, I'm a Lakers fan up here in the Bay Area, and these guys actually think they have a chance. Yeah, what are they uh, saying up there? I, I, give us the insider here. What's going on in the Bay Area? What, what are they saying about this game? They think they could take us, man. They think that Steph Curry on fire and Wiggins, who's barely shown up at the end of the season, they actually have a chance. And so we just need to shut them up and win this game. 
And everyone's calling them having a dynasty, but three championships in 46 years, that's not really a dynasty. <laughs> so we just got to put them back in their place, let them know that, you know, we're the team in, El- we're the team in California that everybody wants to be. And maybe we'll get Steph Curry next year because he's a free agent as well. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Albert. Uh, pretty sure Steph's going to stay up there. But you see what we're doing here on Lakers Talk, Steve, is we're sending spies to different areas. You know, we're just making sure we're kind of uh, crossing our T's and dotting our I's. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, they should have optimism. The Warriors should. But their optimism shouldn't be against the Lakers. They got nothing to lose against the Lakers. Their optimism should be going back to Chase Center on Friday and trying to get a W against either the San Antonio Spurs or the Memphis Grizzlies, then you're in the, you know, you're in the dance, you're in the tournament. And you go get take your chances against the Utah Jazz in a seven game set. Okay, final one here, then we'll go to Max Kellerman. Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, thank you for calling in, bud. Hey, thanks again, Alan. You know, um, I don't want to be the dead horse because I'm going to reflect a lot of the uh, the same feelings of the as the previous callers and, and what you've already put out there. Yes, if LeBron and AD are healthy and they play up to expectations, it all comes down to the you know peripheral players. And the Lakers are just too deep, too strong, too big. And as I said last night, and they're starting to look like it too, when they click and they're healthy, and there's not many teams that are going to beat the Lakers, and I doubt it's going to be the, the Golden State Warriors Thank unless they play out of their minds and the Lakers collapse. Appreciate you calling in, Solomon. Um, okay, so this is what we've determined. On paper, this is all Lakers. Um, expectations, it's all Lakers. Now all the Lakers got to go do is go make it happen on Wednesday, um, and obviously if they do that, the route that they take for the rest of the playoffs is a lot different, so we'll spend a little bit of time on that as well. Um, one of my favorite guests to have on uh, I think just because I'm a big fan of them um, host the first take plus the Max Kellerman show 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on ESPN LA 710 Kellerman coming up next stay right here Lakers talk on 710 ESPN this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Very excited to have on. Always, every time I get a chance to uh, talk to Max Kellerman, um, appreciate his opinion, host of First Take, also obviously the host of the Max Kellerman Show, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on ESPN LA. Max, thank you, bud. Appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you. I got a new lead in. Yeah, you, I got you know tremendous. Well, I was gonna you know I was gonna ask you this because I've heard some of the promos where you say that the Mason Island Show. It's kind of like the post-game show. Are, are Travis and I now the pre-game show to the Max Kellerman yes, show? <laughs> you, yes, yes, you and Travis are now the pre-game. Mason okay. in Ireland is the post-game. <laughs> it's tr- what a lineup we got. We, you know. Like, we'll do in our... In fact, you could just preview everything I'm going to do, and then Mason and Ireland could break it all down afterwards. We will do our best uh, to lead yeah. in. And we'll go from there. Uh, obviously, uh, Max, you know I'm a you know I'm a big fan. I, w- I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, so obviously we got this game coming up on Wednesday. Who would have thought here? We got a playing tournament. You know the idea and the concept before the season started. 
Um, and then here we are. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the Lakers, fall into the number seven spot. Obviously, a lot of reasons why that happened. And you got Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and the Golden State Warriors. What? Just give me your 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 initial thoughts about this game coming up on Wednesday. Um, it's a dangerous game for the Lakers. If it was really a one and done tournament, there would be real reason to be very nervous. The fact of the matter is, Lakers fans, it's not. If you lose to Steph Curry, who gets just insanely hot, you're going to play the winner of the Grizzlies and the Spurs. There is no earthly way that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to lose to a, to a 9-10 winner Spurs-Grizzlies team uh, coming off a loss to the Warriors. Like, that ain't going to happen. So the Lakers will be in the playoffs. The question is, do they even need to play that second game? Or can they take care of the Warriors right away? I think the Lakers should be favored in the game. There's no matchup for LeBron and AD in the NBA. You need multiple um, defenders, not just like 6'8 plus. You need at least one guy, 6'10", 6'11", who can defend and switch. And at least two other guys, 6'8 or better, who can do the same thing if you really want to take care of, of LeBron and AD and cover their minutes defensively. No one has that. At least the, the Golden State Warriors. Like, good luck, Draymond Green. Um, and, and the fact is, Alan, back in the day, it was Steph and Clay's shooting that created space hmm. and allowed Draymond to be a shooter that allowed them to play five out. Those days are long gone. Draymond doesn't shoot it like that anymore. And, and Wiggins has had a terrific year shooting the ball, much better than I anticipated. So the team shoots it a little better than I thought they would. But really, all the scoring comes from Steph. And so the Lakers have one major defensive assignment and I believe should win this game. You know, it's interesting, Max, because I started off the show talking about the Lakers route. And really what I'm referring to, I mean, the expectation is the Lakers take care of business on Wednesday, Staples Center, 7 p.m. That's the thought process. If they do do that, they get the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Second round, it would be the winner of Denver-Portland. And then not until the Western Conference Finals would you face the Clippers or the Utah Jazz. If you lose that game against the Warriors, and, and like you mentioned, let's say then you come into the eighth slot, obviously that completely changes. How key do you think that is for the Lakers to make sure they grab number seven because of the route to get to the Western Conference compared to if you're the I don't the think it makes seed? much of a difference, Alan. Honestly, Alan, I don't think it makes much of a difference. And in fact, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Utah is one of these teams like Dallas or the Pistons that every 10 years or so sticks its head out and behind one, you know, animal player, Dirk Nowitzki, or, or, or one, um, uh, uh, or, or like a bunch of perfectly balanced guys, you know, Chauncey and, and Tayshaun Prince and Ben Wallace, Rashiba, all these guys, right, Rip Hamilton. Maybe they're a team like that, and they can, and they can beat a team like the Lakers, but it's much more likely that the fact is they only have one kind of beasting player, right? Like one really special uh, talent in Donovan Mitchell and, and no one else really. I might like Mike Conley a lot, but everyone else on the team plays a role. You know, there's no other all-star caliber killer. And so the Suns do have two of those guys in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. They got two. And, and Utah's got one. So actually, I would like now look, the Lakers match up with the Suns, it seems, very well. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing either Utah or Phoenix as a Lakers fan. I like the Lakers in both those matchups. 
Max Kellman taking some time to uh, join uh, Lakers Talk, uh, of course, host the first take. Max Kellman Show, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on ESPN LA. Um, Max, I'm going to kind of throw – I know we're, we're talking a lot of Lakers, but just give me your thoughts on the Clippers' chances coming into the postseason. I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, a lot of a lot of people were very high on them last season. They obviously blow that 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. Do you think this year is different? I do. And even though they have, not, you know, none of these Western Conference teams are playing especially well right now. But the Clippers, you know, look, what's the real difference? They went out and got Rondo. You know, they wanted to get him in the offseason. They couldn't come up with enough dough. They traded for him. Um, and Rondo is an all-star caliber player in playoff time, not just by reputation, but in fact. And he, like, if you think about the Clippers' offense last year, they basically asked Kawhi to play point forward. And he did it at a, and did better than I thought he'd do. You know, like he's not that kind of player. It's not really him. Now they have Rondo to organize and orchestrate that offense. Now they have, uh, you know, Kawhi better suited, like doing what he's better suited to do. Now you have a little pressure taken off Paul George, who's not been a real playoff performer because we know Rondo is. And when you look at the supporting cast, how many guys can shoot from the outside? How many guys can play defense? I like the Clippers' chances a lot. I think they were foolish to avoid the Lakers in the first round. Hmm. I don't like, like, once the Lakers get ahead of steam going, good luck. The Clippers' best chance, I thought, was to grab the Lakers early and cold before LeBron and Schroeder and everybody are fully, you know, have the team fully integrated again. Uh, But but they, they played, you know, they were scared. And they didn't want to play the Lakers in the first round, and I think that's going to come back to bite them. That's interesting, Max. You know, uh, Travis and I earlier today we, we kind of having a similar conversation about that. Travis kept emphasizing, "Is like, look, if you want to, if you got to play the Lakers, play them early on. Uh, try try to get to this team." Early on, before they got rhythm, before some of these players start gaining that confidence, like okay, we're back, we're good to go, um, they wouldn't. Now, under these circumstances, Lakers and Clippers can't meet till the Western Conference Finals. To tell you what, if Lakers are getting through the West and it's Lakers Clippers by the time we get to the Western Conference Finals, obviously some things have gone the Lakers' way. Maybe it's just strictly a health perspective. Maybe it's the rhythm. That's a fair point. I, I don't think enough people are talking about that. I, I, I think that as the playoffs progress, the Lakers become more and more dangerous. Yeah, now, the, the flip side of that is what if the Lakers, just through attrition, they get hurt, like, you know, AD with the groin, never quite get better, gets better, LeBron with the ankle, and so now the, Lakers, the Clippers are facing a more compromised Lakers team health-wise. I would just say this, conference finals, Helen, since when did the Clippers play in the conference finals? They've never been out of the <laughs> second round in the history of the franchise. The Clippers ain't going to be no conference finals. The best time to get the Lakers was in the first round because they can get to the second <laughs> round. What are they doing? The second round, uh, second round banners all over Staples Center, all They're over Staples. Hang Center. another second. No, they've never hung a second round banner. They hang first round banners. That's right. That's they've right. never one time hung a, hung a second round banner. You, you have to but, win. You, know, they you have to win in the second round. round banner against the Lakers. <laughs> A first round better. Uh, Max Kelman taking some time to uh, to join Lakers talk here. Max, I, I've heard you and get your thoughts on this because I I know kind of leading up to the playoffs, the conversation was and it will continue to be if the Lakers are healthy, if the Nets are healthy. Let's just assume both teams are healthy. Do you think it's the Lakers and the Nets in the NBA Finals? And if you do think so. Um, you know, I, I know you have thought the Nets have a better roster because of their superstars. For some Laker fans that haven't heard kind of your take on this, what it, what are your thoughts if it's Lakers, Nets, and do you still think it's Lakers, Nets? 
I do think it's Lakers-Nets if they're healthy, and I don't think anyone could beat the Nets, including the Lakers. And the reason is this. LeBron is such that the, the Warriors won 73 games. Clay, Drake, you know, Steph, and obviously Iguodala, right? And the best lineup, 73 wins, and they couldn't get past LeBron when he was crewed up, when Kyrie and Kevin Love were healthy. Now, the year before they got past LeBron, when, when Bella Vadova was his second best player, LeBron still took them six games. So LeBron's better than everyone else, and they beat the Warriors. Then they add KD. And now it's ridiculous. KD and Steph and Clay and Drake. Come on. Who can compete with that? Not LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. They only got three guys. The Warriors got four like that, right? So, so it was, you know, two MVP level all-time greats, plus the great shooter. It was too much. But, Alan, do you remember what team actually almost beat the Warriors? It was the Rockets. Yeah. It was Dan Tony with Harden as his point guard and not a ton of talent on the team. And by the way, no Chris Paul in Out game Out for seven. game seven, right? But, but the game seven was at Houston. And at one point, a Chris Paulless Rockets against the fully loaded KD, Steph, Clay, Dre, Warriors that not even LeBron James had fantasies of taking seven games hmm. were in game seven. And that Rockets team missed 27 consecutive threes at one point. 0 for 27 from three at one point in that game. They wound up losing by single digits. No Chris Paul. 0 for 27 from three against the KD, Steph, Clay, Dre Warriors. Lost by single digits in game seven. Why? Because for all the talk that Mike D'Antoni's system can't win in the championship, blah, blah, nonsense. His system of playing the most efficient possible basketball, even when it's not that fan-friendly, got a, a far inferior team to the precipice of a championship against the greatest team ever assembled, basically, right? Now imagine this. People are talking about this Nets team like they're the Warriors. They're not the Warriors. They're the D'Antoni Harden Rockets hmm. if they traded for KD and <laughs> Kyrie, right? They're a team that can beat the greatest team ever almost, like with only one guy. But now, so it's basically like you made the Warriors – play in the Rockets system. Hmm. Now, good luck, because the only chance anyone had was to beat them with the most efficient kind of Rockets-style basketball, right? Now, you're taking that off the table because you're playing that style basketball. Here, James Harden, run the pick and roll. You got KD, you got Kyrie. Your fourth option is Joe Harris. Good luck. I just don't see how you beat. If they're healthy, I don't see how you win. They have a crazy kind of unfair advantage over everyone. It'll be fascinating, Max. It really will be because you know I know we got a long road to go till we get there. But listening to your show, listening to First Take, I I, I hear you've made this point a lot as far as the Brooklyn Nets go, and that's going to be you know this. What's so fascinating to me is Lakers are when they're healthy, such a good defensive team, and the Lakers went out there and got yeah, size right. Like Drummond is, they added Drummond to the mix of what they already had but ad will probably play the five in a series like that versus the brooklyn nets that's the number one offensive rating team and two levels that we really have never seen before and and that's not with those three players playing 50 games together anything along those lines it is it is kind of interesting to see as we always say hey defense wins championships if there is a team to obviously change that and they're just gonna have to play some type of defense it's a long way down well, the road. Thing, but... Alan, I, I agreed. I, at first, when they got KD and Kyrie, I thought they're not getting out of the East. Then I wasn't even sure if they should trade for James Harden. But I saw James Harden and Kyrie play together. I saw the effect 
Harden had on the oh, team. Harden's just they, they won. They they won four games for every game they lost. Four and one basically with Harden through the season. Hmm. They were five hundred without him, right? And what I saw in the beginning though was okay. They're the best offensive team of all time, but they're the worst defensive team of all time. In the beginning of the season, yeah. their offensive rating through I forgot ten twenty whatever it was was the highest ever, and their defensive rating was the lowest ever. Okay, for hundred possessions. So what happened? I thought, okay, they don't have enough defense. Allen, within like three weeks, they were a mid-pack defensive team. Hmm. Interesting. It took them maybe three weeks just to get good enough defensively. And that's all they really needed. Now, here's the question. Is there enough time for these three guys playing together to do that again in the playoffs? If the answer is no, there's the Lakers' chance to hmm. win. The Lakers got to stay healthy, get through this shark-infested Western Conference, Get out of the West and hope that the Nets have not had a time, had a chance yet to get the defense up to snuff. And now you got chances. Max, final one, and uh, as always, appreciate the time. Um, LeBron said yesterday, as we uh, kind of continue to preview the next couple of days, Lakers and the Warriors coming up this Wednesday, 7 p.m. You could hear it right here on 710 ESPN. LeBron said Steph should be the MVP. Um do you agree with that? Uh, do you agree that Steph is having, and, and there's no arguing the season that he's having, but between some of the other candidates out there, yes, some of the players that you would think would be running for MVP didn't play enough games, were injured. But between, let's say, him yep. and Jokic and Chris Paul, what, what would you say about uh, LeBron's comment? Chris Paul's not really in the running, let's be honest. Um, and Damian Lillard faded toward the end of the season. And James Harden, game for game, was the best, but didn't play enough games. And Embiid throughout a good portion of the season was MVP, but also didn't play enough games ultimately. And KD and LeBron both got hurt. So what are we really talking about? There were three guys. It looked to me like a two-horse race, Jokic and Dame. But Dame faded. You know, like he had to carry an enormous load for a lot of the season. He faded. So Steph, as, as I quoted Bob Gibson on the air today, because he was asked, what's the greatest catch you've ever seen? The great St. Louis Cardinals ace. And he said... The greatest catch is like the prettiest girl. The best one ever is the last one that walked by, right? Because there's a recency bias. When you see an amazing catch, you go, oh, my God, what, what could possibly be better than that? That's what happened with Steph this year. Jokic is the MVP. Make no mistake. But Steph played himself into the number two position. And because he did that really over the last six weeks, that, you know, what you remember is, oh, my God, Steph put on such a show over the last month and a half of the season. That's the last, you know, prettiest catch you saw. And, and so I get the sentiment Steph should win MVP. But the reality is Jokic was the MVP this year. Steph should come in second. Couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. I was mentioning yesterday in the postgame show, and I'll do it a little bit later tonight, uh, Jokic has the Denver Nuggets in at number three in the Western Conference. Jamal Murray's been out for, you know, obviously a, a good month or so. So couldn't agree more. And that's not, it's no disrespect to Steph, but what Jokic accomplished has been amazing. Um, Max Kellerman, host of First Take, plus the Max Kellerman Show, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on ESPN LA, uh, pregame show. Uh, Alan, Alan, don't forget Max on Boxing, ESPN 2, although this week, special time. Uh, uh, 8 p.m. on ESPN because on Thursday night I'm doing a special preview of the 140-pound unification fight to produce an undisputed junior welterweight champion, Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez. So 8 p.m. Thursday, 
on ESPN, Max Unboxing. Max, you, you took over ESPN. There's there's no other. I mean, you're everywhere, everywhere. I'm the I'm, other than Stephen A. I'm the second hardest working man <laughs> in the show business. Well, listen, man. We uh, with all that, we appreciate you taking some time to join the show. All right, bud. Thanks, Alex. All right, that is Max Kellerman right there. Um, I got a lot to get into when we come back. I the path of why I think that game on Wednesday is so important because if you end up the number uh, seven seed, uh, you're going to take one path. If you end up the number eight seed, you take a completely different path. So I want to hit on that when we come back. As far as the MVP conversation, we'll get into that for the uh, top NBA stories. I know we got a lot of callers that want to weigh in as well. So 877-710-ESPN. We'll do all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we got a playing tournament coming up on Wednesday. This is uh, this is new stuff. This is not something that we're accustomed to. Um, but I think it's a, you know obviously an exciting story. And these next couple of days, there'll be a lot of hype behind it. Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Quick shout out to Max Kellerman. You know, it's funny. Let me tell a quick story about Kellerman. Um, you know, worked with Max when he was out here in L.A., I was still on the business side for uh, for 710 ESPN, and I just loved the show. I mean, the Max and Marcellus show I thought was one of the best shows on radio, so I was always a big fan of his. But we had a few partners, advertisers, that were my clients that I kept, you know, I'd, I'd always push towards Max. I always thought Max was amazing at it, and, you know, obviously we kept in touch. That relationship is still there. And that guy, if I send the guy a text message, ask him, hey, do you mind coming on for a few minutes? Just think about this guy's schedule and everything that he does. He's always very um, very kind with his time, let's put it that way. So I, I appreciate Max doing what he did and spending that much time uh, on Lakers talk. Um, so this is one of the conversations that came out. And I, I want to, you know, I, I think there's, there's a big difference between the seven and the eight. So right now the Lakers play on Wednesday – if they beat the Golden State Warriors, they're the number seven seed. That's it. Seven seed is them. They're locked in. And the path for the number seven seed is a lot different than the path for the number eight seed. So let me just kind of break this down because I, I do think even though it's not a must win, I think it's kind of a must win for the Lakers. You're at home. You're playing at Staples Center. Your guys are all back. This is an incredible, incredible chance to uh, put yourself in a position to handle business and get what I think is such an incredibly advantageous route to the Western Conference. So take care of the Warriors on Wednesday. This is your path. You play the Phoenix Suns in the first round, number two versus number seven. The Suns just don't strike any fear um, in my mind personally. They just don't. And it's not that I don't think they didn't have an incredible season. It's not that I don't want to give them credit for what they accomplished. Chris Paul is going to go down as one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game, uh, top 10 at least, right, wherever you want to put him. Uh, Devin Booker is a young, young baller in the NBA. DeAndre Ains got potential, all this stuff. But they just don't scare me in the postseason. 
Um, you know, I don't know what the Phoenix Suns are going to do. I, I asked this question. Lakers played the Suns about a week ago. I asked Michael Thompson and John this question in the pregame show. I said, Michael, Lakers play the Suns how many games? He said four. I asked John the same question. He said a gentleman's sweep, five games. So these are, you know, two individuals that, you know, both of them, they'll give their honest opinion, and both of them thought it would either be four or five games. And by the way, I said this earlier, if the Lakers went six games against the Suns, that's that's a good series for the Phoenix Suns. Um, okay, let's say the Lakers took care of the Suns in the first round. Second round would be the Denver Nuggets or the Portland Trailblazers. That's the 3-6 matchup in the second round. So whoever comes out of that series would face the Lakers if the Lakers beat the Suns. So you're telling me you avoid the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers for the first two rounds of the playoffs if you beat the Warriors on Wednesday and you end up with a number 7 seed. Just tell me a better picture. If you were the Lakers, and I could certainly tell from Laker fans' perspective, if I'd have told you 30 days ago this is this is going to be the route for the Lakers to get to the Western Conference Finals, I think every Laker fan in Southern California, in California, Laker fans are everywhere, would sign up right there on the spot and say, I'll take that. I'll take that in a heartbeat. And that's the path the Lakers have if they take care of the Warriors on Wednesday. Okay, why is it so different if they lose on Wednesday? If you lose on Wednesday, now you got another game on top of what you already played. So you're already playing one additional game. You got to do have another game at Staples Center. It would be on Friday. And that's a real do or die. That's a if you win the game, you're the eighth seed. If you lose the game, your season's over. Um but let's just say the Lakers were put in that position and they end up being the eighth seed. The route now to the NBA Finals is you get not only the extra uh, extra game that you had to play, it will be on short rest while everybody else had the week off. You'd have to play two additional games and then the playoffs start. The first round would be against the Utah Jazz. The second round would be against the Los Angeles Clippers. And then the third round, if you got through those two teams, would be the Western Conference Finals would probably be your easiest competition, and that would be the Suns, the Nuggets, um, or the Portland Trailblazers, one of those three teams. So that's why Wednesday is so significant. I know know I'm out here kind of uh, hitting my own chest saying that the Lakers are going to handle business and this shouldn't be much of a, a game, and I really do truly believe that. But I take it a step further when I say that it's it's also incredibly critical. Um, the Lakers are in a very, very fortunate spot if they win that uh, that game coming up on Wednesday. Let me take a couple of uh, quick phone calls, and then we'll get into our top NBA stories. Let's go to Cass in Thousand Oaks. Cass, uh, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Nothing. Uh, you're a great host. You've got a great show. Thank you, man. Appreciate I think, it. I think the, what the NBA has done with the format and – with the and the way they've got it situated is like football. It draws so much interest and drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Wednesday game, like John Ireland said, it might be the highest rated game. He, non- might, he might be right. Nine, non-finals, right, in the last 10 years? Well, look at all the excitement we're getting for a, for a play-in game. Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm pretty old, and I remember when it was three out of five, 
or, you know, even four out of seven. When one's playing eight, you know, you don't watch every game. Mm. You just wait for the score because, you know, you know what's going to happen. Well, well, Cass, it's, Cass, let me, let me jump in there, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, you are right. NBA is obviously doing this from a business perspective. They're doing it from a financial perspective. They're doing it because they think they could garner interest this upcoming Wednesday, and it's working. That's why I never understood, you know, those that were saying that um, they're not crazy about the playing tournament. Okay, I can see players saying, okay, well, why are we doing this? I mean, we just played 72 games. We really got to do another game to determine who gets in the play. I get their angle from it, but it's a business. And what you try to do is squeeze every dollar possible and every amount of interest possible, and that's what the NBA is doing. And there's going to be a lot of hype behind the game on Wednesday. But what I'll tell you, Cass, the game will not live up to the hype. This should not be a close game. This should not be a one-possession, two-possession game down the stretch. It just shouldn't. That's how much better the Lakers are, in my opinion, than the Golden State Warriors. But it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to go do it. Uh, one more quick call here, and then we're going to get into our top NBA stories. Eric in L.A. Eric, appreciate you calling it, bud. What's going on? Yeah, well, they're also doing it to prevent tanking, you know. Um, which worked, which I think. Like, I, th- I, th- I think it worked. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Max Kellerman been talking about D'Antoni Harden's uh, uh, rocket team almost beating GSW. You know, look, the bottom line is D'Antoni's never won True. A, a championship. True. Uh, he, the godfather of the modern game, four out, spacing, three-point three point shot, has never won a championship. Simply put, because he, his defense was never a priority mm-hmm. for this guy. Well-documented, right? Eric, you know, that that's why, and I'm, I'm going to let you continue your point, but that's why I was telling Max, I'm so curious, if that is the matchup, what's going to win out? Because I, I, I was doing this last week, I was spending time saying, I'll take defense over offense any day of the week, because defense has proven in every sport, you know, it's a, it's a cliche, defense wins championships, and Max is saying, yeah, but look at how they're doing it and the players that they have. That's what makes it so fascinating if both teams get that far, but keep going with your point. Yeah, well, and when it comes to playoff basketball, it's always about the paint. No matter where the game's at, mm-hmm. it's always about defense in the paint, scoring in the paint, grabbing rebounds in the paint. Um, the, the the difference is going to be the size. And this goes for not just the Nets, but for every other team in the league. The, 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 there is no team in, in the league that can match up with the, with the Lakers' size. You know, you can look at that Nets regular season game, and sure, some of the players were out, but Drummond was dominating that game from the beginning. Okay, now you're just adding AD and LeBron into that mix. That's why I said Drummond going to the Lakers was so was so critical. Imagine if Drummond went to the Nets. Could it could have swung it? It probably would have swung. Imagine if he went to the Clippers, could have swung that too. Right. So all I'm saying is, you know, you just adding AD and LeBron to that. Um, yeah, I mean. With our size, it's going it's going to be hard to match that. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Thank you for calling in, Eric. Um, I'm way over way over the clock. You know, Steve is so calm, cool, and collective out there. Uh, I just uh, he's letting me do my thing here. When we come back, top NBA stories, Lakers talk on 710 ESPN.